Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when we listen. The topic of today's episode is a tough one. The organization I am sharing with you today focuses on preventing gender-based violence on college campuses and providing support for survivors around the country. According to the Centers for Disease Control, nearly one in three women have experienced sexual violence involving some form of physical contact in her life, and nearly one in five women have experienced completed or attempted rape in her life. This harsh reality also applies to men, with one in 38 men experiencing rape in his life. The Do Better Campaign is an organization that has devoted itself to sharing stories from survivors of gender-based violence on college campuses in order to raise awareness and support survivors in their recovery process. The Do Better campaign began earlier this school year on the campus of the University of Denver. The organization was founded by Grace Wonkelman, Shannon Saul, and Madeline Membrino, who created their first Instagram page at We Can DU Better, where they began to collect stories from survivors at DU and post them anonymously. After leading a silent protest on their campus and posting dozens of stories on their Instagram account, the Do Better team had the opportunity to meet with the DU administration who committed to developing a seven-page action plan to combat gender-based violence. They created real change on their campus and their story gained traction around the country, which led to the development of their national campaign. They now post stories from survivors around the country on their Instagram at the Do Better Campaign. In order to give you a better idea about the Do Better Campaign's work, I'm going to read you one of the stories they posted. The following post, which does contain sexual assault, was submitted by a student at Loyola University, Maryland. I was assaulted my first day of freshman year. The Title IX committee had video evidence of my assailant pulling me down a hallway and photo evidence of his handprints on my arms. They decided not to pursue anything because, quote, it would be better for me, unquote, and they, quote, didn't want to make me go through that, unquote. I had to see him every day after that. He faced no consequences. There are dozens of these types of stories from schools around the country on their Instagram account. And when I had the opportunity to speak with Grace and Shannon, my first question was essentially, why stories? Why did they choose this method of raising awareness? This was Shannon's response. Yeah, I mean, the reason that we chose to share stories is because there were people who came forward, including the three of us, we're all survivors, um, who wanted to share our stories. But we also know that a lot of people aren't comfortable sharing them with their face attached or their name attached for lots of reasons, safety reasons, and because, unfortunately, our society shames survivors. So we wanted to provide an anonymous platform for people to share their stories. And like I said, I, we weren't expecting it to gain as much traction as it did, but really it shows how many people have these stories and want to share them. And I think the, really the benefit of sharing these stories is to allow people to understand that gender-based violence 
happens on their campus and it happens in many different ways and it's not always the stereotypical story they've heard about it's not some abstract concept of sexual assault that's so far away and hard to understand like it it hits close to home and I think it makes people want to do something about it. The Do Better campaign is pretty new but their national network has been gaining traction as students from different campuses reach out to join their network of support. I asked Grace and Shannon what the future looks like for the Do Better campaign and what they are hoping to accomplish. This was Shannon's response. Basically, we have several different goals, but um, the main one is to lift up student activists across the country and to help create change on high school and college campuses. And so we're doing that through the activist network, getting a lot of people connected so that their efforts can align, helping students know how to interact with the media or to talk to their administration in an effective way, what kind of demands make sense and which ones their universities can actually commit to. I think all of that stuff can be very daunting. And as student activists on our campus, we had trouble finding any resources to help us with that. So we want to be that resource for folks. Additionally, we have other projects we want to help with. We want to be able to just raise awareness by continuing to share people's stories. I think really it all comes down to sharing stories of people who have been affected by this, having people become more aware those stories are being shared, and then having people jump into action because they care. And that is kind of the environment that we're trying to create with our page and with our organization. And while we have lots of different smaller efforts going on, the the big picture is that we want to be able to create safer schools for survivors and to prevent perpetrators from having positions of power. At the end of our interview, I asked Grace and Shannon for their advice for young people who want to make a change in this country. And I want to share their words of wisdom with you now. People are going to try to silence you at times, and you have to just listen to the core motivation that you have. I remember when we started this, we actually weren't intending to create this huge movement on our campus. Kind of earlier this year, we were really just trying to get meetings with people and have them listen to us. We didn't necessarily want to create a big movement. We wanted people to just care a little bit more about gender-based violence on college campuses. And I had someone tell me um, that I was too emotionally attached to the issue to objectively advocate for it. And I think that's something that especially a lot of survivors might hear or feel or be told in a number of different ways of, you can't advocate for this issue because you're too close to it. And I think what I would say to that is, you need to advocate for the issue because of how close you are. And there's so much, and I think there's so many different strategies that people may use to silence you, but I think everyone has a sense of knowing of when they're doing the right thing and when it's important to speak up and to just stay true to that, even when it gets incredibly hard, even when people are undermining you, undervaluing you, underestimating you, to really just stay true to that fight and understand why you got in it in the first place. And I always also just think about what I wanted in high school of after I was assaulted, after I had no idea of what I was going to do, I want to just be the person that I wish I had to turn on to in high school. And so I think, like, that's kind of my advice of just 
stay true to who you are and be who you needed. And another thing I would say is I know that a lot of young people right now are getting involved in activism, and a lot of those young people are white. And I think that it's important that white people recognize that there is definitely an upper hand in activism, and activism has been dominated by white people in recent times, but there is such a need to listen to folks of color and to queer people and to make the space for them because they are the ones who really started these movements and have been at the core of them all along. And I think that's something we've seen on our campus is our demands were responded to a lot faster than students of color's demands have been in the past. And so I think a big thing that I can say is don't think that you have to have all of the answers and know that there are lots of people who've been working on this movement for a long time or whatever movement you're working on, usually people of color and queer people, they have lots of knowledge out there that you can amplify and use to help build your movement. And I think just like always make sure that you're checking yourself whenever you're trying to lead some kind of activism. I know I have said this before, and I know I will say it over and over again, but another way you can make a change is by voting in the national election this November. Activism doesn't mean creating your own organization or leading a huge march. It means making your voice and your opinion heard. Your vote is your power to be the change that we need to see this November. Critics of Trump protest with signs that say, not my president, but unfortunately, he is our president, and his decisions have an impact on all of our lives every single day. For example, his administration's proposed changes to Title IX, which is the federal gender equity law that addresses how colleges handle sexual assault and sexual harassment, will affect the lives of millions of students around the country and I want to quickly run through these changes. At the beginning of May, with the media drowning in coronavirus updates, Trump's education secretary, Betsy DeVos, publicized her ridiculously long 2,033-page document of changes that was packed with nuanced language and it slid under the radar of many Americans for obvious reasons. One change in particular is that colleges and universities will be required to hold live hearings to cross-examine the complainant and the perpetrator. Cross-examinations won't be done by the students personally, but by an advisor. This advisor can be anyone, which could potentially intimidate the complainant into changing or not sharing their entire story. There were also several other changes that not only discourage survivors from sharing their stories, but that also provide more protection for the perpetrators of these crimes. These new changes threaten the safety and security of kindergarten through college students around the country. And they are also proof that your voice and your vote, especially this November, matter. I hope that hearing about these Title IX changes and about the Do Better campaign story motivates you to take action in some way. So, the first step is to vote, vote, and you guessed it, vote. But you can also support the Do Better campaign because they have big, exciting plans for the future. I asked Grace and Shannon how people can best support their organization, and this was their response. Yeah, I think the the best way for people to support, a really easy way to support is to just share our, our Instagram, our Twitter, to share our website, to talk about gender-based violence in your everyday conversations. When someone makes 
a joke about rape to say something and that can be scary. So maybe practice to yourself, know what you're going to say in that situation, or maybe you don't want to confront them directly, but you want to create a distraction so that the conversation goes somewhere else. Keep in mind that survivors are likely always nearby. Statistically, there's usually a survivor listening to any conversation you're having. And so I think being aware of the topic, sharing our social media page, and just making people aware that we exist is very, very helpful for us right now as we're trying to grow our national network. And then if anybody wants to actually take specific actions with us or to maybe create change on their campus, feel free to go to our website and reach out to us or to message us on any of our social media pages. We are super happy to help and to engage. And it doesn't matter if student activists are working on gender-based violence specifically or another issue. If they are trying to create change on their campus and want to talk to us about how we had success, we're happy to have that discussion. But yeah, I think back to your basic question, the, the easiest thing people can do right now is share and to talk about this issue. And I also think when we're talking about gender-based violence, there is not a single space in our society where it doesn't exist. And it's unfortunate, but it's also important to realize that it's a problem pretty much everywhere. And so wherever you are already, you can change something. And it can be little things of just showing your support for survivors and kind of working to shape any space that you occupy as a space that supports survivors and holds perpetrators accountable. And that can be anywhere and it can be small things. And so when we talk about supporting us, yes, we would love to engage with you and we would love to have like direct support but you can also just support survival just by focusing on those little things and understanding that it's present in any space you're in. Gender-based violence is such an important issue that affects millions of people around the world. But on the bright side, there is a relatively easy way that you can make a change. Listen. Listen to survivors' stories and listen to the ways that you can offer support. It may make you uncomfortable, but remember that while you may feel a moment of discomfort listening to their stories, their emotional and physical scars will last a lifetime. There are ways to support survivors of past violence and ways to prevent future violence from happening, but in this moment, right now, take the time to have those hard conversations and ask important questions because change comes when we listen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and you can connect with the Do Better campaign on Instagram at the Do Better campaign. For more information about their organization, check out their website, which is linked in the description of this episode. If you want to learn more about Secretary DeVos's Title IX changes, the Do Better campaign has additional information on their website, as well as action steps if you are interested in supporting the lawsuit against the changes. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned in this episode, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys!